0: When the moon hits your eye Like a big pizza pie That's more. It is a paradox, but given the public's enduring attraction to the romantic comedy, the genre rarely receives applause from critics. In a poll conducted last year by the British Film Institute to find the best film ever made, of the top 250 titles listed by the world's leading film critics, only 16 were comedies. Perhaps that's because when critics go to review a film, they tend to sit on their own, very conscious, if not completely paranoid, that any reaction they may give during the course of the film will alert their fellow critics to what they're thinking. And one thing that critics do not like doing is giving their game away too early. If you do, you might find your words in someone else's review. When you walk in a dream But you know you're not dreaming Signore Excuse me, but you see Back in old Napoli That's amore Of all genres, the romantic comedy is perhaps the most subjective. It's hard enough to make anyone laugh but it's even more difficult to find a way into their heart. And yet, when a romantic comedy comes along and succeeds in pressing all the right buttons, it is often dismissed as predictable. Of course they were going to get together. Well, that complaint is just as asinine as remarking it was so obvious that the detective would solve the mystery. But with romantic comedy, it's not the ending that's important so much as the journey itself. And that journey needs plenty of obstacles. All stories, whether they are dramas, comedies or tragedies, feed off conflict. But where is the conflict in love? Two people meet, they are attracted to one another and they plan to spend the rest of their lives together. So the challenge is not so much finding a twist ending or even a twisted one but starting with a strong enough premise that will stop the couple from getting together. And when a writer sits down to write a romantic comedy that strong premise needs to be funny. But for centuries, whether comedy or not, in the romance genre, what usually stops the kissing is the girl's parents. That premise has fueled anything and everything from Romeo and Juliet and The Great Gatsby to Titanic and The Notebook. For contemporary rom-coms, however, it's not the parents who get in the way, but friends, colleagues at work and social convention. But that's just dressing. Like all stories, be they dramas, comedies or tragedies, the strongest thing that gets in the way of the central couple is the central couple. Why? Because the greatest challenge anyone ever faces is to overcome his or her own self. The fears, phobias and prejudices they inherited from their family, observed in society, absorbed from their friends or created for themselves. When we manage to rid ourselves of those things, that's when we're really ready for love. So the journey is moving beyond those prejudices. Yet, odd as it may sound, the romantic comedy has to contain many of romance's unpleasant travelling companions. Rejection, pain, jealousy, bitterness, and for those people who are a slave to the emotion, anger. When it comes to the rom-com, there has to be a touch of darkness to the light, soft and sugary confection, because without it, the romantic comedy would be so saccharine it would rot your teeth. When John Patrick Shanley wrote only his second screenplay, Moonstruck, he made sure to colour it in dark tones. The reason that I know a lot about the Italian-American culture is because I grew up in an Irish-American household where they didn't value food or clothing, uh, or your general appearance uh, where sex was verboten and I would look across the street at these families Where they were eating great food and they were waving their hands around and talking freely about sex at the table And they were wearing kind of fabulous clothes and I was like I want to go over there I want to find out what those people are doing Loretta's getting married Again? Yeah Johnny Camareri I don't like him You're not gonna marry him Cosmo Do you love him Loretta? No Good and you love them, they drive you crazy, because they know they can. But you like him? Oh, yeah, you know, he's a sweet man, Ma. And this time I'm gonna get married in a church and have a big reception. <laughs> and who's gonna pay for that? Pop. Mm. What? Father or the bride pays. I have no money. You're rich as Roosevelt. You're just cheap, Cosmo. I won't pay for nothing. You know, it's your duty as my father to pay for the wedding. For Another thing that makes the Moonstruck screenplay so unique is that Shanley wrote it on spec, meaning that he wasn't commissioned, nor did he pitch an outline to the studio, and then, taking on board their feedback, develop the story under their supervision. Because of this, Moonstruck does not contain the story beats so typically associated with the genre. For starters, the number of support characters makes it feel more like an ensemble rather than a romance between just two people. In addition to that, and this reveals Shanley's background in theatre, several scenes go on a lot longer than your typical movie. And so, by the end, it comes to resemble a stage play. In the hands of lesser talents, this would be a problem, but not with Moonstruck, because by then the entire ensemble has assembled together for the final showdown. But Johnny, I mean, your mother was dying. How did she recover? I told my mother we would to be married, and she got well right away. I'm sure she did. It was a miracle. Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. miracle. <laughs> Johnny, I, I have something that I have to tell you. And I have something to tell you, but I must talk to you alone. No, I, I need my family around me now. Loretta, I can't marry you. What? If I marry you, my mother will die. What the hell are you talking about? We're engaged. Loretta, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a promise, okay? He proposed. Because my mother was dying, and now she's not. Oh, Johnny, you're 42 years old. She's still running your life. And you are a son who doesn't love his mother. You are a big liar, okay? Because I have a ring right here. Oh, I must ask for that back. Uh, I, uh, you know, all right, the engagement is off. In time, you will see that this is the best thing. In time, you'll drop dead, and I'll come to your funeral in a red dress. Loretta. What? you marry me. Shanley's script holds another unique and crucial position in the rom-com genre. That's not just my opinion. That's the result of a poll conducted by the Writers Guild of America that places Moonstruck on the list of the greatest screenplays ever written. There are no less than 28 rom-coms on their list of the top 100 scripts. In fact, it's a curious thing that script writers seem to value romantic comedies far more highly than critics. For a rom-com, Shanley certainly begins his story in a dark place. Darker than rejection, pain, jealousy, bitterness, anger, he starts it in the darkest place possible, a funeral home. And big as the laughs are throughout the picture, death is never far from the door. An indication of Shanley's intention comes from the title he originally had for the script. He called it The Bride and the Wolf. Sounds more like a horror film, right? which is precisely what the film's director, Norman Jewison, said when he read the script. But when he met with Shanley, Shanley explained that was precisely the point. Beauty and horror in equal measure. If anything, Moonstruck communicates the simple but horrifying truth that since we all know we're going to die, we may as well love while we can. What did I do? You ruined my life. You know, you got the bad eyes like a gypsy, and I don't know why I didn't see it yesterday. Bad luck, that's it. Is that all I'm ever gonna have? Oh, I should have taken a rock and killed myself years ago. I'm gonna marry him, do you hear me? Last night never happened, and I'm gonna marry him, and you and I are gonna take this to our coffins. I can't do that. Why not? I'm in love with you. Snap out of it! With that knowledge, everyone in the film carries around an incredible amount of irritation. Given that the characters are Italian, we'll use the Italian word for it, agita. But there is an even better word for it in Yiddish, surus. It means trouble, stress or woe. Director Norman Jewison, now aged 87, is all but retired. But throughout his career, he showed remarkable versatility and curiosity in a variety of genres. From the murder mystery, In the Heat of the Night, and the musical, Fiddler on the Roof, to the biopic, The Hurricane, and courtroom drama, and Justice for All, Jewison proved himself to be a fluent collaborator with actors. Under his guidance, three have won Oscars, while a further nine have earned Oscar nominations. But on Moonstruck, Jewison needed to draw on all his experience to keep control of the cast. But you know, the secret of Moonstruck, in my opinion, is not just the writing, which is brilliant and theatrical. It's the casting. Because without Nicolas Cage, without Olympia Dukakis, without Cher, it was the one film that I cast where I got everybody I wanted. And you very rarely do that in this business, because there's, people are busy, people aren't available, the agent doesn't like the script, there isn't enough money, I mean I had to plead with Cher to do this picture, I had to talk her into it. They all had different acting techniques, different ways of preparing, and different expectations of themselves. For instance, Cher, who won an Oscar for her performance, said that she did not prepare for the role at all. At least not until she tried on the costumes. Then she understood the character. In other words, she worked from the outside in. Olympia Dukakis, on the other hand, who also won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress, is an accomplished theatre actress who built her character from the inside out, inventing a fictitious background in the process. As for Nicolas Cage, he was so intimidated by the talents around him he practically froze on set, which may explain his completely over-the-top performance. But you know what? It fit like a glove, even though he was wearing a wooden hand. Whether it was Shanley's script, Jewison's direction, or the cast's ensemble performance, the whole thing works. Comedy, romance, affection, resentment, anger, fear, hope, they all bubble their way to the surface. With the magical realism and whimsy of Cosmo's moon, the touches of absurd tragedy, like Nicolas Cage's wooden hand, and the outright irrationality of love, Moonstruck's unique blend has often been imitated, but never equaled.